I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello! Listen, you smell something? Down. Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chanstar. Uh, we're fans, we're filmmakers, and we're fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-laring this week because it is a Christmas episode by my mandate because I love Christmas. We have a very special guest this week. We have our producer, Zane C. Weber. I'm not only your producer. <laughs> what? I am producing today, though. Producing. You're producing today, yes. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Zane C. Weber. <laughs> I am very special. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Weber. I wasn't Zane prepared Zane. for that. <laughs> what does the C stand for? Take a guess. Oh, oh, is it Chanster? Uh, no. Damn it. I thought I had a... My Cup parents were not that creative. I remember you made me, when, when we first met, and I was like trying to figure it out, and you made it like a quiz, an ongoing quiz, and you were like, it's something I'm not. And I'm like, what is that? And yeah. I just, It's a noun. And now, oh, and I was going to assume it was a musical. I was going to go Chicago, uh, <laughs> Zane, Zane Chicago, Chicago Weber. That's actually that's I that's like kind of cool. It works. I'm going to become a blues musician, starring <laughs> Renee Zellweger and <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. Your middle name is Deep Cut, yes. Chanster. Yeah. Deep Cut. Wait, why? 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 <laughs> a Best Picture 2000. Yeah, yeah. Ah, 2002. Beat the pianist, thank well, God. You completely missed the point that it wasn't a deep cut. <laughs> okay, well, let's let, let's get into it. As always, we shall start the episode Wait, with. Oh, should we? Should we? Should we? What? We're not going to find out. We're Is not going to find out. Oh, it's, you're close. You're very oh, close. Oh, Christian. There yes, you go. there oh. you go. It took me like a month and a half. A to month, feel like, like six like, months. And I think I had to cheat and just ask someone who knew you yeah, to true. ask for it because I was like, you just the clues were so weirdly obscure. But um, yes, so uh, should we, should we, do you want to tell anything about yourself, Zane? Uh, I run your podcast network, so I'm technically all of your bosses, I'm saying. I'm going to declare that now. You're all fine. This is my podcast now. Damn it. <laughs> Welcome to Mighty Motion Power Rangers. Picture, Picture Rangers. Rangers. I don't, <laughs> Trademark. No. That's actually. No, I think we're going to cut that title. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm also on. Uh, You're like the Ryan Murphy of Brisbane podcasts, aren't you? No. With better endings. Well, you haven't ended anything yet, so we'll see. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So I'm on second take, which both Chanstar and Shane have guessed on, and Josh is going to have to eventually because it's a tradition now. Yay. (laughs) They review a a movie every week. Yeah, so we focus in on one movie, whether or not we liked it, then we remake it to make it better. When I, I do, we make it, it better. better with your remake, so because don't you like need to have all the characters be fish or something? Sometimes I don't have full creative control over that process, so uh, talk to my uh, co-hosts. But yeah, I also do a musical podcast and some Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and sleep podcasts. Got to. That's not canonproductions.com. You'll find all of my podcasts. And this one too, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe. Um, So that that turned dark, Uh, (laughs) especially for a Christmas episode. We're doing Christmas theme this week. Oh, we're not focusing on horror movies because I've got a few. This Christmas horror is a solid genre that exists. And it's a fun... I just mentioned holidays before, if you remember. Holidays. different holidays. Horror horror movies. I need to see... I haven't seen it on Netflix. I need to see it. Yes, on Netflix. But um, as always, we shall start this episode with uh, what have you been watching? I think we need like a jingle. Like we need... Like I feel like it needs like a barbershop. Like what what have you been watching? God, that was so out of tune. (laughs) We're doing that. That was beautiful. We're going to pre-record that and add that onto every single episode. (laughs) Vito. <laughs> awesome. No. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we shall start with our guest. Do you want to start? Do you want to start? What have you been watching this week, Sam? Uh, I watched the Netflix series Sinner. Oh, I oh, love yeah. that Ooh. show. It's not technically Netflix, but I'll give you a Wait, Jessica, It's on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix. Wait, it's, the Sinner. 
The uh, Jessica Biel show. Jessica Biel one? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which it was all right. It was... Very interesting. It, it felt like... I haven't finished uh, it yet. True Detective Light. Like the Which first is good. series. Yeah, it wasn't as good as True Detective, but True Detective it was similar good, to... True Detective was terrible. True Detective 1, so wait, I really Is it like enjoyed. Diet True Detective? Is it True Detective 0? Is it True Detective No, Zach? True Detective with Diet stevia. True Detective. Okay, cool. True yeah. no but they used Stevia instead of disgusting. sugar. There was, oh, there, so was, life. there was some character stuff that was like not necessary to the plot or to the character. So... I don't know why it was in there apart from it was in True Detective, so we had to add some weird sex thing in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I've just been, well, uh, The Little Hours, which is a... Oh, yeah. Improvised, non-swearing movie. Yes. It's got a, a, lots of big names in the cast. Uh, For like five seconds each. Yeah, and it was. it's funny enough. It's not going to be on my top ten list for the year, but... I gave it like a two out of... Like it was, no, I had so many problems with I, it. I think it's a solid three. It's a solid. That three. means you'd recommend people to watch it. I'd recommend people to watch it just for the experience of it. Yeah. Uh, go if you're going in blind and you don't, you're not expecting anything. It will be worth it. But yeah. I was expecting a lot more comedy and a lot less stuff that isn't comedy. <laughs> I also watched Raw. Oh, oh I love wow. that Beautiful. movie. Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy, that is best. <laughs> I actually have recently watched Eddie Murphy yeah, Roar as well. Awesome. How awkward is it though? Because like yeah, that, none of it works anymore. The, yeah, really. yeah, it doesn't not it doesn't age well. Age well. No. Uh, but that's kind of Eddie Murphy for you. I'm not a huge fan of Raw. Really? Not a huge fan. I appreciate what it does, and I, I in that that whole European body horror sort of thing. There wasn't a lot of body horror. And that is, I did a whole thing on this oh, recently because like it, it's not – she uses uh, – the, the director uses body horror as a way of telling a coming-of-age yes. story because yeah. it is a coming-of-age story Very much so, about really. a cannibal. Oh, but I think I'm just growing out of coming of age stories. So uh, we were having a discussion old, about it because yeah. I'm very, very old, and teenagers <laughs> just don't interest me anymore. I don't Boy. care about you and your problems. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so is that everything? Okay. That's it. Josh, I'm what out. have you been watching? Oh, what a week, oh, man. What a week, <laughs> yes, because we totally didn't just record the last episode <laughs> now. Like, we didn't sit down and record two in a row. Um, but no, I also, I, I, this week, uh, I watched uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, the Love third it. and I guess, like, generalized final entry into the Apes trilogy, reboot trilogy. Oh, so they're not going to make... Uh... It's not a reboot, though. It's a canon, isn't it? No, it, it is no, canon. No, 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 no. You haven't seen all. Is it five or seven? Five. You haven't seen all five Planet of the Apes films. I know I have not. Ah, oh, I've got them on DVD. Come over sometime. They're great. <laughs> anyway, it's a, a Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Is essentially a, a remake of the fourth film. Yes. So, so it's, not a re- it's not a remake of the original. Yeah, um, it, 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 it ignores the third film because the third film is where they travel back in time. Uh, but it's essentially the fourth story without all the time travel stuff. Cool. <laughs> it, it's set. <laughs> it's set in the in the present day before all the shit goes down. But then the shit goes down, and that's um, mm. so. Yeah, Rise is directed by Rupert Wyatt, and then uh, these two were directed by what's his Matt name? Reeves. Matt Reeves is directing Batman soon, so we'll see about is that. Is he? He's drinking he really? Batfleck. <laughs> he doesn't, he want, doesn't he want... Who does he want as Batman now? Jake Gyllenhaal. Ugh. I could see that. That'd be hilarious. Just because I recently watched Okja, and Okja was the only other He's movie... good in that. ...other than Bubble Boy, where he does that really <laughs> childlike voice. Is he in Bubble Boy? He, he is, is Bubble Boy. Boy. He's Bubble Boy. I haven't seen Bubble Boy. <laughs> oh, man. He does the same voice he does in Okja, and I want to see that Batman. I want to see that Batman so bad. Um... Back to oh. war, though. Yeah, to, well, well, uh, back to all these ape goodness. I believe um, it was a good capper for the trilogy. Um, I really enjoyed Caesar's arc as a character and Andy Serkis, man. Like, oh. um, and what they do with um, the fighting. What, what, what they bring out of it. Like, And how they explain, I guess, light, light, light spoilers. But if you watch the original, you know humans can't talk. So they touch on that. Oh, cool. Um, and in a very cool way. Uh, 
Yes, and Charles, what, Charles, what have you been watching? What, you um, what have I been watching? Um, <laughs> if we're going to pretend that we filmed this, uh, that we recorded this a week after the last episode, I'm about we're to totally go see Lethal Weapon. Because so, uh, I got tickets at the Maya Center. So, nice. hey, I, I saw know. Lethal Weapon <laughs> last week. I still week. haven't seen that yet. What the fuck, man? I know. I bought it, though. I'm going to watch it. I need to. My 80s. I've he hasn't told watched you this the already. 80s. My 80s. <laughs> he hasn't watched the entire decade. <laughs> he missed, it's like he was born two years after the decade had ended. What a bastard. I know, right? So is that, is that, that that's all you've been doing? Yeah, well, yeah. You're going much. to I only I only got a chance you, to watch Hindi films this week. Didn't you I'm also sorry. watch Die Hard with Michael? No, no, no I, I that wasn't I, you. That was just pe- that was I, I had work Friday page. night, man. Yeah, was I, I, think I won technically won that ticket, and then I didn't go because I was I didn't know I got announced the day of the ticket. Yeah. Uh, but so, what have I been watching? Well, I watched in the spirit of this episode. I've watched a Christmas movie called Better Watch Out, and holy shit! The, they marketed this movie and they've talked about this movie in a certain way, and so I went in expecting something, and this movie takes one of the best sudden gear changes since like psycho because you think you know where this movie is going and then about 25 minutes in totally fucks with your expectations and it's one of those movies that knows have you have you seen it zane i have not seen it no it's 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 worth it and don't go in knowing anything about it i'm going to try and not spoil it but it's just it's a movie that knows you've seen a lot it, it it assumes you've seen a lot of movies and so it fucks with your expectations based on that. Like Brilliant. it's, cool, it's yeah. so much fun. I don't want to say anything about it. It'd be a very good companion piece to The Babysitter though. Oh, If okay, that's cool. an indication. Well, very I'll, similar, I'll watch that again. Very similar setup but completely different. And it's a Christmas movie and it's great. Is it on Netflix? No, no, it just came out. They released it on cinemas here in Australia. I saw it in cinemas yesterday, yeah. Um, At all the Cineplex ones, Rialto Distribution, who's one of the best distributors in Australia, I might add. They're distributing it. I think it's on DVD in America. Sponsor us, Rialto. I feel like they don't have enough money to... (laughs) (laughs) They're a very small company, but they release like Tangerine and um, Ah, God's Own Country. They're very good for good movies and trying to get them on time here in Australia. Small movies. Yes, Um, I watched the first episode of Mindhunter. Cool. Just the, finally got around to watching that. It's good. It's Couldn't get into it. Really? I watched the first I, I two agree or three. With Zane. Oh, okay, I've only watched um, the first one. I'm not sold, but there's enough in there for me to keep watching it. Yeah, I gave it three episodes and it just didn't give me enough. Jonathan Groff? Doesn't tickle your fancy? I don't dislike Jonathan Groff. Like he's not a he's point not, against it. He's not singing in this show, though, so... Yeah, but he didn't. Well, so, yeah, to be fair, if I was watching a Finch show, I'd rather just rewatch Social Network. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, and I watched, I've been watching, working through season three of The Strain, which I love. That oh, show is excellent. just fun. I haven't watched uh, season two yet, but I read the book. Did you watch season one? Yeah, I read watch season one. Definitely watch season one. But the, the way season one ended kind of means that the way the season two is going to happen, it's not going to be the same as the book. But they're only doing three seasons, four seasons. Four, is it? They've just finished, so I'm trying to catch oh, up. Oh, cool! They, yeah, awesome. they've done. They've finished the story. Ah, excellent. Because um, you haven't read the books, have you? No. The third book is where things get weird. Because like all up until that point, it's all like once. Because the, the first book and the second book were all based five days apart. It was a five day story. And then, boom, it's like five years later. Everything's gone wrong. It's all f- sorts they're of They're kind of working towards that. I feel like they're going to do that from season three to season four. But okay, I cool. finished it. I love David. But David Bradley is just crushing it. In He's, he's played Satrakian. Yeah. It's the old man. He's just brilliant. Um, and then I also okay. I've finished a rewatch of 30 Rock, finally. Uh, that show is just one of the best comedies ever made. I need to rewatch that. It's, oh, it's so... Fittingly enough, that is a Christmas tradition of mine. To rewatch Thirty Rock, all well, not all, all of it. Jesus. Oh, not Seven all of it. it took me like but I minutes. have a marathon. Do you just like go six TVs next to each other? Yeah, well, look, seven TVs. <laughs> watch each season at the same you know time. What's Perfect. Really cool. Before we get into our main topic, what Stan's doing at the moment is they've picked um, the Christmas episodes out of television shows and they've collated them that. together and along huh. with the movies. And I thought, oh, that wow, was a very, it's a really, it's a really clever. Very they did it last year as well, and I was like, yeah. that's really cool because you can just, you know, they've got like the Will and Grace one. They've got oh, friends, friends. Yeah, um, step up your game, Netflix. <laughs> You're beating 
you're being beaten by a guy called Stan. But Netflix are like funding Stan. whole Christmas movies. There's a really bad movie with Rose McIver and it called the, A Christmas Prince or something like that. Oh, I saw that. Wait, is that an old movie? No, it's a Netflix okay, movie. Okay, yeah, I thought it looked like a shitty Netflix movie. It looks, it's a shitty, like it looks like a Hallmark movie. It is. Oh, fantastic. Then, but Netflix bought it or something. So I guess that brings us to a main topic because holiday season is here. We're recording this in December and we will release in December at some point. Barely. <laughs> uh, so what what are some of your movie TV traditions, guys? Well, Zane, you watch 30 Rock. Do you do anything else? Well, I also watch Christmas movies. You actually do? Yeah, well, there's been a couple of years. I'm not doing it this year because I just don't have the time. But I That's usually fair. compile 30 movies to do in the 30 days before new year's eve oh my cool. god wow so i know a guy is... who does that in october but what do you do after christmas kill what himself what are they new year's movies is that <laughs> no they're christmas movies i'm not gonna let that slide chart so <laughs> I, I usually slay, <laughs> save the uh the horror christmas just next myself every year reports like the phoenix <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad no one else paid attention to what i said there but <laughs> what did you say oh when you asked uh, what does he do at the end uh, yeah i go kill himself <laughs> the only options like i've watched all the christmas films <laughs> you never get to the end of christmas movies there are too many <laughs> you can never escape christmas christmas is part of you forever yeah forever. you can't you can't escape christmas yeah. this year i'm specifically doing as little christmas as possible That's but fair. you can't escape it it's everywhere it is it is do you have any traditions josh um like look uh it's interesting. I have a kind of set of films. I don't watch every film. Uh, I watch Elf, the John Favreau movie with um, Will Ferrell. Because yep. like I always enjoyed oh. that. Uh, and the seminal classic, Die Hard. Because it, Absolutely. I know everyone brings it up every year and they think it's a new thing that they believe it's a Christmas movie. I'm like, we, we all know it's a Christmas I think movie. It's, I think it's bigger this year than any year before There's that, a lot like, of articles and stuff. It's because the internet did a whole thing last Christmas. And they're like, there are two pe- kinds of people. People who think... The Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and the people who are wrong. But, like I just hate the idea that everyone thinks it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. We all know it, so it is what it is. So that's why it's hence a tradition. I controversially don't consider it a Christmas movie. Don't consider Die Hard. I have watched it every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, it it is a like uh, an inverted commas Christmas. Okay. Now, movie. can I ask why? Because I was going to bring up the. Die Hard vs. Lethal Weapon because I think Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie because it it has the themes of Christmas in it. Mm. Die Hard doesn't. I, a, well, that's, I that's, agree. That kind of segues into our sort of first talking point. Is Christmas a genre? Yes. Of movie. Yeah, I think it, it can is be. And it's not. I don't think every Christmas movie is a Christmas genre f- the film because there are specific themes of about Christmas. Well, that's that the thing. I think there are films. three things Christmas can be. It can be a theme, it can be a setting, or it can be a genre. And I think yeah. Oh, yeah. if it's a Ooh. genre, then it's it doesn't need to be a That's setting true. or a theme. But I think it's it's a genre by itself. So what? So because I had this debate with someone at my work, Eli, if you're listening, um, he said he said a Christmas movie is one with Fuck Santa you, and Eli. elves and reindeer, and if it doesn't, ha- he considered Home Whoa. Alone to not be a Christmas movie. And I was like, horse shit. Right, Home Alone is a Christmas movie because then I said like, totally. so like like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation doesn't have Santa and that. You know, the Grinch technically doesn't have Santa mm. and reindeer in it except for like one shot. So are they not Christmas movies? That's also on my list. That yeah, yeah. We didn't that, that, uh, sorry, but when I, I just said "fuck you, Eli" into the microphone as a joke, take back that joke. Fuck you, Eli. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, definitely. You can have. There's more to Christmas than Santa. The debate came up with Die Hard, though, because I was like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. He's like, No, it's not. And then they were trying to debate that Love Actually isn't a Christmas movie. Oh, okay, okay, I'm no, like, yeah, Get no, that's, lost. that's wrong. Um, I believe what um, we will discuss too. Shane Black. Uh, we will discuss him later mm. on. But what he said was. Um, he loves the idea of Christmas, and this sort of touches on your um, free thing, free things. There is like you can discover a little piece of Christmas in anything. Like so he was walking outside and like around a taco truck, and then he saw this little tiny nativity scene, and he's like, "I thought that was very beautiful." And it's like you can find Christmas anywhere, and especially us as Australians, where we don't have the, the traditional white Christmas, where family have massive traditions that bring family together. We love our family and love our friends, but sometimes we can be alone and still celebrate Christmas. So we find Christmas where where we want to, and for us, that's usually drinking on the beach. <laughs> yeah. um, and that can be barbecues and that Shrimp. rings true for the films Bronze, that we can, And that rings true for the films that we may consider Christmas films. Because one year, like I think two years ago, I just watched X Files for Christmas. Like I was like went to Blockbuster when they were still around and just 
Drunkenly. Blockbuster was around two years ago? Yeah. Holy shit. I, I drunkenly weren't wearing my terrible party hat, um, rented a couple <laughs> seasons of X-Files, and just like, hey, let's just get this down. Um, so, yeah, I believe um, overall for film and for general, in, in general, Christmas is where we find it. Um, and that's not so basic tradition for us. I, I think that Christmas uh, not only is a culture for Australia, but I think Christmas means something different to every person. Yeah, Everyone has their own ideas of Christmas. It's like for me growing up, I was never into Christmas. We we were like told from the get-go, Santa's full of shit. Uh, it's not real. People are going to tell you, talk to you about Santa, just ignore it. Okay. My, my parents were very realistic about this sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, and, and we never got yeah, to Christmas. Just the same ones that calls you, called you Chanstar, right? Yes. <laughs> they were <laughs> realistic about something. <laughs> they called me Chanstar so I wouldn't get beat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great plan, guys. Um, but yeah, we, we didn't start really uh, celebrating Christmas until I was like 16. And by that point, I was like a jaded teenager. I was like, yeah. See, but that happened with... So here's an, an interesting... T- so I grew up in a cult yeah. for like the first seven years of my life. Um, should I name the cult or are we going to get it. in trouble for it? I grew up in the cult of Wait, the unless Jeho- it's Scientology. If it's Scientology, don't no, say it. No, it's the Jehovah's Witness. Okay, yeah. And cool. they don't celebrate anything. No. They don't even celebrate wedding anniversaries now. And they're probably not going to listen to this podcast because Power Rangers and Power Rangers are wrong. I don't um, think they're allowed to listen to No, no, probably not. But so I had what, void of Christmas for my entire childhood. And so when I got it, we just went all in. We did, we love Christmas or I do anyway, just so much. And I love the movies. And because we weren't allowed to watch a whole bunch of certain movies, that's why my 80s knowledge is gone because I wasn't allowed to watch them sure, until I was like... the cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I grew up in a cult. I couldn't watch movies. <laughs> but, you know, so, so as soon as like we could celebrate Christmas when we got out, I was like Christmas movies were just my jam because I grew up on like 90s family movies, like very G-rated stuff. And so that was a natural segue to go to family Christmas movies. So I just, I love it. I have like, I have, I have, you know, my tradition, I like, I have very specific films I watch on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And like the order of them is very specific. I just, I have a whole thing with it. It's really, I don't know, but. Well, I guess, I guess that ties into this next little prompt that you've given us is the, what, what is it about Christmas movies that connect with us so much? I think nostalgia (laughs) <laughs> well, a nostalgia for something I never had. Yeah, that's like, that's like that's, retroactive nostalgia. It is. Like, I want, like, you know, I want, and because we don't have like a big extended But also, family. so your, your list of movies, you're recreating an experience that you had. At, you started that at some point. But see, some of those movies have only recently been added. Like, I love Actually. I watch Love Actually Christmas Eve, and it's sort of like the second or third last movie I watched on Christmas Eve. And the first time I saw that movie, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. So I do you the do nothing thing. on Christmas Eve except watch movies? We watch movies and we eat and we spend time. Aww. That's what I do. Why would no, I? I'm, I'm, I, I don't have friends. I don't you have a social this, life. It's the third last movie you watch on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, because the last one is It's a Wonderful Life. Duh. But how yeah. many are there in Fair. total? There's about five. Okay. That's ten Three or five. It depends. Yeah. Depend. No, it's not. Because they're like, it's Christmas movies like That's 90 true, minutes Christmas long. Movies. So it's only That's about three hours. or three to four hours. <laughs> I would say there are two. In, like watching those like terrible made-for-TV Christmas movies makes me laugh so much. I I just no, love okay. it. Putting it on the background, making cookies and this shit. Is, this know. is a point, and this is something I'm going to shamefully admit. There are some of those ones. It's one of our talking points. Um, but I unironically love a lot of Christmas movies. There's a Christmas movie I watch. It's called Santa Junior. <laughs> it's a television movie. I think it was made for like NBC or something like that. It stars Judd Nelson and then some other people who you've never heard of. And it's literally about like the son of Santa and he has to, he's like, he doesn't want to be the son of Santa. And so he's given the job and he has to like service Santa Barbara as Santa, but he's really shit at it. Wait, wait. And he so gets arrested. Santa has to serve in Santa Barbara. I think he's trying so. to double somewhere down in Santa. like Southern California. He gets arrested. Where they like, man, Eli won't think it's a Christmas film if we don't put more Santa in. How can we do it? Santa Barbara? Get it in there. No, and then he gets arrested, and then there's like the lawyer who's trying to defend him. She's like the public defender, and then it's like he has to be, have faith in Christmas, and it's so corny. And every fiber of my filmmaker in me knows I should hate this, and I can I do not ironically love it. I I love it genuinely sentimentally love it to pieces and it's terrible when did you first watch it on television on channel seven how old were you 
not very, not very, it wasn't that long. It was, it was like 16, 17, oh, yeah. so about 10 So you can't ago. even blame the cult on this one. No, I can't. I can't. And I, I, I went, and because it's a telly movie and I taped it on VHS and then VHS died and I couldn't really watch it. And then I found it on DVD on Amazon in an American like region one and I went out of my way to buy it. I was, I was hoping like, that you were going to say that you have kept that VHS. You have a VHS player just for Christmas. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to do that. I want to do that though because I have a whole bunch of VHS stuff I taped. I just want to watch the bad ads between <laughs> don't want to watch the movie just the ads that's what that's what blu-rays are missing you know you don't get those bad ads <laughs> from the bad piracy making you feel bad it sounds like oh thank but you see, i love like what i think about what makes christmas movies connect with me is i like it that it, you can be sentimental you can be corny and it's not seen as this like sentimental is such a dirty word in movies now well i think you get a a bit of a, a pass on that one because it has a finite end so people who are ironic and sarcastic most of the time you only have to be sincerely happy until christmas they can like <laughs> and shed the nihilism and take off their but eyes yeah. i like i like because i'm so like you know you hear people talk about like they abuse the crap out of spielberg and they say his endings are so sentimental i'm like like if you sentiment as like a the definition of sentiment is a thought feeling or opinion so for a movie to be sentimental literally describes every movie ever made Ever. If there is Transformers no, films, I don't think they have thoughts, they feelings, or opinions. They have feelings. They, they're bad ones, but, you know. <laughs> number one's great. But I, I, but I think the, the thing about Christmas is, is that it's something we've all had. Even if, even Chance Doug growing up out of Christmas, you're still experiencing all the iconography, all the all the brainwashing of like... Uh, the seas- brainwashing? Seas- all the seasons. Are we trying giving- to say that Christmas is a cult? Is that why Shane is so into Christmas? He's just trying uh, to he's substitute cults his entire life. I okay. substituted one cult for the other. <laughs> I'm not going to say it is a cult. I'm going to say it exhibits cult-like activity. <laughs> um, but that, that's fun because it it has an end date. But like you grow up, and it's all about insinuating this joy in children that we then reflect back to. And a lot of those movies are about adults up. who've, you know, quote unquote, lost, lost the spirit lost of Christmas spirit. and have yeah. to get it back again. Well, that's. Li- I recently listened to the Elf soundtrack as we we're doing that as our Christmas episode for musicals. Oh, I taught me is everything it good? I know. Oh, Elf yeah. the musical. Elf cool. the musical. Wow. And it what in the song it there's a song that literally says, "Think about all these fun things you did as a kid. Try to remember that joy and bring it into your life now." And like that's kind of the meaning of Christmas is remembering then and having fun now. <laughs> having retroactive fun. Yeah. I love that about it though. Well, it's fine. Because, yeah, I guess that's the childishness. Although you get something yeah. like Love Actually isn't really about the nostalgia. It's about, it's literally just about love actually. Yes. <laughs> actually. Actually. Don't mansplain love actually to me. Thank you very much. Oh. Are you triggered, Chancellor? I am triggered. Good boy. Well, why do we? Why do you think? Why do you think Christmas oh, movies yeah. seem to like? Because you know, there's a lot of these Christmas movies. They have like a really long shelf life. Like we remember, you know, they they last a lot longer. I think than a lot of modern movies especially. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think, uh, like, especially if you look at other holiday films, like, uh, what, what what are all the, like, New Year's Day, Happy Mother's Day, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. I, I, where they're all, like, trying to capitalise on Love Actually, but none of them have a shelf life of when they come out. They come out and people see it and, like, that was shit and then they never watch it again. Can I no totally say... I've like been writing and I totally like if I ever get enough credo in Hollywood, I want to do Christmas Eve because A, like Gary Marshall has passed away so he can't do it, but also he was Jewish so he wouldn't do it anyway. (laughs) 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 You know, so I'm just clearly the perfect choice. I wanted to write Christmas Eve and I had this idea for it like the entire movie set in a shopping centre during and during like the mad shopping spree and you have like all different characters and you have like, I want like, Arnold Schwarzenegger to I was cameo. Gonna say, it's I want yeah. Macaulay, all the way. Macaulay Culkin made. was going to cameo. There was going to be references to all the '90s Christmas stuff I grew up on. Michael Bublé would act in it, and he'd sing his Christmas Beautiful. album in the movie. I reckon I would crush this. Like I really do. And Martin Short plays like the mad manager of the the whole center, who's trying to, and everything's going crazy. You can just see this movie, right? Like, no, I I, I think you can. 
It I would... think you're trying to make a Christmas cinematic universe. <laughs> yes. Because that Cause is exactly I what quite, you did. I quite like Valentine's Day. I hated New Year's Eve, but I liked Valentine's Day for what it was. And Mother's Day was average. New Year's Eve was the only one I saw in cinemas. I saw it in the drive-thru because it was the only... Th- uh, sorry, the drive-in. It was the only well, thing on at the drive-in. Drive-thru so. cinema. Yeah. You just beam it into your head. You drive really slowly for an hour and a half. Through you go, here's a ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we there go. You go. I mean, well, I, th- I think Christmas movies have such a long shelf life because they're literally made for everyone. Yeah. Whereas Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, they're kind of, kind of rom-coms. Yeah, they're not family movies in the sense that Christmas is. Well, I think that's the other thing too. Is they they're really the Christmas movies are very multi generational because they're made for everyone because kids can watch it because adults watch it. Everyone kind of sits down and watches it. So by the time the kids are grown up, they want to recreate. You know, they want to recreate the childhood thing. So they watch these movies with their kids, and they they they. It's this cycle, and I think a lot of it is also television. Has had yep. a big impact. You Three know, months. I saw the telly yeah. movies, but that's how uh, um, "It's a Wonderful Life" became really such a huge holiday hit. Was because it went out of copyright in America, and so television stations, every television station, just marathoned it. And so it's just built into the American psyche that they all know this movie back to front. It's why, like, every television show has the "It's a Wonderful Life" episode. It's usually the Christmas episode where someone gets knocked out and imagines a world where they totally, didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Smallville yeah. did it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" That uh, goes into the idea of how is TV and, like, the decline of, like, free-to-air television and stuff, how's that going to change the... Oh, I guess we already spoke of that with Stan and Netflix just going, oh, here are all the Christmas things you want. Yeah, but it's not going to be the same anymore. It's not going to have those rerun quality to it. It's just going to be, like, pick and choose what you want to watch based on your specific traditions of what you want to watch. I feel like that's kind of going to go away maybe in, like, 20 years. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Well, um, then you'll just have all the movies. You'll just have marathon there. Like yeah. seasonal programming will become a thing of the past, except in things like Will and Grace that, or the Big Bang Theory, et cetera, et cetera, that, that do release. And so they're, they're hungry for a reason to have a special episode. Yeah. And Christmas gives them the excuse. But are we even going to have that? Because every, te- every television show is like Breaking Bad now. And I feel like there's no... Is there a Christmas you, you episode? Say yeah, I every seen... TV show, but... Big Bang Theory still exists. Yeah, but that, that's Two a, Broke Girls still exists. No, it doesn't. Two oh, Broke doesn't? Girls is Well, whatever. Oh, I was going to say, I swear the Shows two like girls. that run for five or six years. The Bill they run for like years. 20 years. But they're dying. They're dying hard now. Like most network television, like CBS, who does the Big Bang Theory, they're moving to streaming. They've got Star Trek and they've got Finally. the good fight. And, and then you'll just get a Star Trek Christmas special. Yeah. That well, doesn't you reckon Christmas. they'll do that? I kind well, of would dig I'm, it I'm, for the new one. I'm just saying Guys. that Star Wars did it. <laughs> Life Day. Life Day Life is Day. a thing. Happy Life Day, everyone at home. <laughs> oh my Never forget God. the holiday special. We're not going <laughs> to let you forget George Ooh-wee. Lucas. There's but a yeah, couple w- of shows. W- will, will they start doing Christmas specials for like Game of Thrones and that sort of thing? <laughs> oh, she did, can you just Bring around like... the family and fuck them. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's, Did I just we got to take them back beyond the war to take them back with their <laughs> holiday tradition. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting in like the nineties, sort of what Christmas did because nineties was like the boom of Christmas movies. Hashtag segue. Um, <laughs> Because that was like the family nineties were family cinema. That was like yeah. when because it was a bunch of spec scripts selling and everything like yeah. that, um, and it followed through to the Christmas films because that was like the decade we got Jingle All the Way. We got the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. We got oh, Home Alone Claus. 1 that's, and 2. That's always a tradition. Like we all got of those films. The Nightmare Before Christmas. We got the Miracle on 34th Street remake. Did, you ever, did anyone ever watch I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally a movie based on the title of a song. It's Oh, fantastic. It's, like, I mean, it's bad, but I remember one... Like, it's, it, that's the thing. Is these movies are so tied into experiences. Because I remember... There was that heat wave that happened in Australia back in like the mid 2000s. That, that one, yeah, yeah, that, that one. Heat no, but wave. it was the one. It was like the one. Comes like every week. It was the one where it was like <laughs> it was really bad up until sort of about recently. It was the worst one we'd had. I remember watching I'll Be Home for Christmas and we had the fan on and we didn't have air conditioning in the house and we just get like water bottles. We'd spray up into the fan and have it like blow back down a on us. Classic to keep Australian us cool. Christmas. 
Oh. Sitting with a fan on, spraying, not spraying your up snow in the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a there was a. Te- I don't know. I want some snow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want to remember? There was a telly movie. It's really bad, but I love it. It's called A Mum for Christmas. Oh, oh my yes. god! With Olivia Newton John, and it's oh basically. My god. <laughs> I'm bringing up. This is like the total nerd in me. Like I like oh. I love like Paul Thomas Anderson movies, but I will go nuts over terrible Christmas movies. I want to talking to your nerd aspect of Christmas. It's funny how Jamie Lee Curtis has done like a couple of Christmas movies, like almost as much as Halloween movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is true. No, A Mum for Christmas is like this bad movie about Olivia Newton-John, who's like a mannequin, who the girl without a mum wishes yeah. the mannequin to life and she comes to life. Oh my God. Yeah. It's this so is fantastic. Good. Why it's, have I not seen you it? You have to watch it. It's so bad. It's good. No. No, it's just bad. It is just bad. And it's like it's in, a bad. It's movie. in like it was a telly movie, so it's in four by three and oh, everything. Shane's was like, "Watch it, do it, watch it, become a fellow Christmas nerd." Batman Returns is a Christmas Batman movie. Batman Returns, I uh, that's one where I don't think heavily it's a Christmas film, Christmas. but it is set at Christmas. Yeah. I think it uses it the kind setting. of uses the uses the iconography of Christmas to kind it's of it. subvert it. So yeah. How do you differ, like, Christmas, you said it was setting, theme, or genre. 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 Can it be a genre without being a setting? Yes. Because I feel like in all I of them, I think the setting... Rise of the Guardians is one of those. Okay. Oh, that yeah. is. Because yes. it's I set at Easter, it's definitely a Christmas movie. Absolutely. And it does qualify because it has Santa, Santa and Rainbow. So there, Eli, <laughs> Christmas movie for you. Um, I think Batman is because I think... Christmas as a genre has to say something about Christmas. Mm. So okay. what Christmas means or why Christmas exists. I, so think, I think what yeah. Batman Returns was trying to say about Christmas is Danny DeVito will kill all your firstborns. <laughs> don't anger Danny DeVito. Well, I mean, that's just good life advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't put babies in the sewer on Christmas. Yeah, maybe well, don't do that. Also, really good life <laughs> advice. Oh, Whoa. look, you can do it every now. Halloween is a perfect activity for Halloween, I suppose. If you want the baby to come back and kill you As in Danny 19 DeVito. years. Whoa, whoa, he didn't <laughs> come Danny back DeVito and kill me. He came back to that grave and was like, damn, Pee Wee Herman's dead. Another return of Pee Wee Herman. Ooh. <laughs> like, you sort of three categories. Do they have to have two? They can't, like, you can never have... Because, like, I mean, I feel like setting is going to be a qualifier for 90% of them. Yeah, I think... Mm. I, I think most Christmas films do have Christmas as a setting. Uh, yes. But I, th- I think Rise of the Guardians is a great example of one that doesn't. I think it's the outlier of the one that doesn't. Usually a Christmas genre will have both setting and theme. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you... To be a genre, you need to say something about Christmas, whereas you can use Christmas as a setting or Christmas as a theme without actually saying something about Christmas. I really like that. That's really cool. Mm. Oh, I'm you're pretty good. good. <laughs> <laughs> how, does it, how does that flow into TV shows, though? TV show? Well, I've always seen like Christmas specials as outliers. They're, they don't really tie into the continuity. They're kind so, of like musical episodes, whereas they're kind of like an excuse to have an event on TV. Some shows work. Buffy worked the musical episode. Buffy though. worked well and Scrubs worked well. Yeah. Um, mm. But Christmas is... It's, 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 usually, they, it's usually about someone buying in really hard and someone not buying in really hard and the conflict there. And the show usually stops to have the Christmas episode yes. and then continue because it's usually like airing it's a as the as the end of, like they do like the mid-season break because no shows air over Christmas in America. Yeah. yeah, And so they usually do like the silly fluffy episode. Well, Doctor Who's a good example of one that usually, you well actually no, it didn't originally. I think now it uses the Christmas special as like the a big the transition, thing. yeah. Because yeah. um, like uh, what am I thinking? Season one's Chris, no, season two's Christmas special. Sorry, was uh, that was the one where um, what's his face? Uh, nine was turning into ten. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. But other than that, all of um, Russell T Davies' Christmas specials were kind of inconsequential. They were just kind of there. They were had they, the Titanic one, which was fun. How many <laughs> of the post Russell T Davies ones are actually set at Christmas? Because I stopped watching when Peter Capaldi walked in. Um, pretty sure they all are. Because they're oh, the big the, War Doctor the, one a couple of years back. That yeah, wasn't that was, a Christmas special though, was, was it? That's that was the year that they did like four special. specials, and they did they did yeah. one because it was the fifty. That was the fiftieth special, right? Um, yeah. uh, m- most of them they are set at Christmas. I can't remember if the liar, the the lion, the witch in the wardrobe <laughs> episode was. Set at Christmas or not? Did the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Episode? Yeah, it, it, that was just this what it was Peter called. Capaldi it was, season? it was no, no. That was Matt Smith. I think it was like the Doctor, the someone, and the 
wardrobe or something oh, like that. I yes. can't remember. I hate um, it. Yeah, it wasn't a very good episode. Um, but yeah, like, like the ne- the next Christmas uh, special is the big crossover between uh, Capaldi and the First Doctor. Um, who's played by David Bradley? This are they time. not? Intru- are they introducing the new? Yeah, they'll introduce her at the end. Because spoiler alert for Doctor Who season whatever we're at, he started. He pretty much started regenerating two episodes ago, and he's just he's holding it in, <laughs> and that's why he's going to no. turn into a woman because he held it in too long. I don't want to be a lady. I'm curious <laughs> as to how many jokes they're going to have about him being a woman. I hope it's not like, ooh, I have tits. Like, oh, oh like, like Dalek bumps. Dalek bumps. <laughs> oh, look, I found the switch. <laughs> I, that, that was, Joanna Lumley was the first female oh, doctor. Absolutely. And the worst. But I, I don't think they will. Uh, if just because it's a completely new cast, who are they going to play with? Who's going to be like, oh, I used to be a woman. I mean, I used to be a dude. Ain't that funny? And they're like, we've only known you as a woman. What are you talking about? I would have been annoyed if they kept Bill around because uh, if Bill was around, then they'd probably become a romantic interest. And we all know how much I hate when the Doctor becomes a romantic interest with a companion. But, I hate um, it. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's a thing. I think I have a point. Well, see, I always loved the Christmas episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That, that was like my yep. favorite sitcom because they actually, because the world and the setting, they could literally expand the mythology of... Sabrina, because like the world, the, the other realm, yeah. and Santa's role in that. I remember there's like Bob, and they, to summon him, he's like Bob, 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 and he's like actually Santa, and he like, I mean, it was silly, but I mean that show got really bad. I recently rewatched it this year, and I went season one through four are phenomenal, and then the second she leaves high school and goes to college, that show falls apart. Gonna admit, I don't think I ever watched her go to college. So it's it's, where, and it's they the part where like Roxy and all that. Yeah, and they in. changed the intro yeah. the, where she's like running around swinging on poles and stuff. It's terrible. And she, and she works at like a is she a journalist or something. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what bad. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, but what do you know? Any movies that subvert Christmas things? Do, you, do, do we know any? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I've got a couple hard. listed here. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I'd say, kind of subverts and totally. What does it I think subvert? It the Halloween, it. yeah. It does. I think it, it reinforces Christmas, saying that like you can't change Christmas because yeah. Christmas is a, you can't, it, can't change. You can't any use holiday. Christmas to show children corpsey, rotten, horrific yeah. things. Yeah, Tim Burton can. can. See, but everyone <laughs> says Tim Burton didn't direct the he Nightmare Before Christmas. It. He pretty much drew a fucking. Drawing. He drew drawings, and Henry Selick, who is a masterful director, absolutely. Everyone yeah, thinks because it's literally the title is not the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's, it's Tim Burton. Tim Burton's yeah, the Nightmare, like Lee Daniels, the Butler. Um, it's. <laughs> I hate that about it because Henry Selleck is a great... Coraline is a phenomenal oh, movie. Absolutely. But I like Better Watch Out that I saw just yesterday is like the perfect subversive Christmas movie because it, it does the self-referential thing in a really great way too. Like I re- it's your kind of movie chance to like to a T because it just plays on every expectation you have. And but it's really good to go in blind. I so I can't spoil it too much because then you're looking for the thing and so when yeah. it happens you'll guess it. But it's like they do a twist and then they do a twist like it's like two twists really close together that just throw you off. And it had me going for the whole movie. I was like, where the fuck is this movie going? How are they going to end? It was phenomenal. Um, I just recently saw, oh, I think Gremlins is a really great subversive Christmas movie because it, I watched that on the cinema a couple of years ago. I think when Goma was doing like their monsters theme. And I watched it on 35 mil. No, oh, didn't me. Just, just so it in. That's fine. Yeah. And it's I watched it on DVD, so fuck you. It's so violent. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. It's, shit. It's a really it goes scary it. movie, especially it's, for yeah. kids. I love it. And My it's wife like... legitimately cannot watch it. Oh, really? Yeah, Chanel hates Gremlins. I love it. I love the scene that gets me though, I think like it's the one where she's like, This is that's why I hate Christmas. Like that monologue where like her family. Oh yeah, Phoebe hates her weird yeah, like. And then they yeah. they do it again in the sequel. It's like that's why I hate Lincoln's Day. <laughs> see, I <laughs> see, I haven't seen number two yet because oh. I want to see it big. I it goes. See it it goes cinema. for broke. It apparently yeah. is really meta. If you watch that oh, Key and Peele sketch, meta. and it's like, what do you put on? The, in like they have this round table of like people suggesting ideas for Gremlins two, and they're like at the end of it, the sketch, they're just like, oh, this is actually in the movie. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. uh, I might need to. I just want to see it on a cinema. There are some great Christmas horror movies though. Krampus oh. is Krampus I mean, good? I haven't seen it. Krampus yet. is not. Krampus. I love Mike. Mike, what's his name? He did it Trick or Treat. Well, okay. There's a, there's a, like a there's one with the comedians in it that is not as funny as it should have been. Another one with Adam Scott. 
Yes. I, and there's one without comedians in it that is funnier than it should be <laughs> for bad reasons. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the call is coming from inside the house trope. Yeah. That's from yeah. A Black Christmas. Yes. yes. Yeah, I need to see a, that one. A 1974 version. And I, then the remake. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to find that. Is that the, the one where it's Christmas, just like... But like I a, couldn't find... I only found the remake and it's... It's the remake, the one with a poster and it's just a really gaunt Santa Claus on it with like an axe or a shotgun or something, or a flamethrower. No, I That would sound like a better movie. This is... It has... The remake has Michelle Trachtenberg and like uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not a I good movie. Want, oh, okay. Don't don't let those names sell you. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the remake is pretty terrible but the jack frost movies oh, the violent yes. one with, with see i grew up on the, i grew up on the family yeah. one <laughs> about like the dad who dies and then becomes back as as jack frost and every now and then someone the, the video store clerk would accidentally put the horror one and it had oh this my horror God, that's the greatest you remember ever. the cover it had it was like one of those things where you tilt it and the image yeah, changes it was like a snowman and he's got like violent scared the yeah. shit out of or me or like the b christmas movies well, like the horror ones to be fair i think that the second uh, Jack Frost film, that's not a Christmas film at all. No. Because that, that's based on a beach with Doug Jones as a random small part and he turns into ice at one point and what? goes inside a woman. Yeah. It's a great film. You should watch it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those B-grade films that are just hilarious. Really? Like they're, they're made without a really an eye to being... Scary. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw. I saw. There's a trailer for a movie called Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes. I think I linked this to you. It's like a Scottish zombie Christmas musical, and like, holy fuck, it looks really good. They just aired at like Fantastic Fest, so there's no distribution yet. I'm dying to see that one. Mm-hmm. But there was also this like. So anyone who knows like the Blacklist is like this really famous thing of scripts that like are unproduced, and there was this script called Santa Claus is Coming to Get Me. And I've heard the pitch. I cannot find this script anywhere. I've been searching for like five years to try and find it. It's literally about a guy who finds out that he's cursed to any woman. The woman that he falls in love with, his one true love, is taken away, is kidnapped by Santa Claus to become his Mrs. Claus. And so this guy teams up with a crazy Easter bunny to hunt down and kill (laughs) Santa Claus. And it just sounds like the best movie Ever. You and I have very different notions of what if the was, best movie is. But if entails. it was done in that style where we they can just There's <laughs> a clear divide, there's a war going on. <laughs> I reckon I reckon, you know, I reckon if it was done right, if it was done like by Edgar Wright, like Edgar Wright would crush the shit. Oh, Tarantino could crush them. If Tarantino did that and that was the pitch, would you see that? Yes. Tarantino's tent film is <laughs> I, I, I even if it was Tarantino, I would still have I'd still have doubts. <gasps> really? Yes. Yes. Why? <laughs> a, 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 a cursed man teaming up with a crazy Easter bunny to kill Santa Claus who kidnaps his girlfriends to become his wife. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a stretch just, even for saying. I'm in. Out there, I am though. all the I'm, way in. I'm sold. Well, do you have anything else? Anyone want to say anything else? About um, this I want to bring up Santa's Slay, which is a, oh. I don't know if it's a WWE film. Slay <laughs> or Slay? <laughs> well, yeah, Slay, I guess, but more in the violent way of slaying people. Oh. Um, it well, those, stars, the WWE films, like, is that like, the, the, what's the one that they produce on the Gold Coast that everyone talks about? Uh, I mean, WWE is in the wrestling. Yeah, yeah, but they did a bunch of movies. They did. In, in Australia. Yeah, they feel like everyone was an extra on this one, one, and it's basically the Hunger Games, but with wrestlers instead of children. That sounds amazing. <laughs> no, it's bad. And then they did 12 rounds with John Cena. The other uh, one yeah, had John Cena. Because yeah. I, 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 they're the yeah, it's the same production company, the WWE. I don't know if it's a WWE movie, but it stars Bill Goldberg, who is some wrestler. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, uh, the movie is about how Santa Claus is, uh, I think, a Russian demon. Uh, and he loses a bet with an angel. So for a thousand years, he has to give ch- uh, children presents. But that thousand years is up and he just kills everybody. <laughs> Beautiful. It's great. What? It Beautiful. is amazing. I have to see this. I, I will show you one picture from it, just uh, just of the. Here we go. Oh my god. Okay. So what am I looking at? I'm looking at. 
So it's, it's Bill Goldberg oh, as What Santa is that for a costume? He's, he's looking at a bunch of Hasidic Jews. Yep. <laughs> Does he kill the Hasidic Jews? Um, I honestly Is this Santa Hitler? Right what is this? Like <laughs> Santa Hitler now that's a, that's a movie we have Santa to write. Santa versus Hitler. Oh, well, I did oh just look, uh, yeah. find a Christmas horror story that seems to like be child, Santa versus the Krampus. A child wishes, like, oh, God, this is bad. Is I'm going in a bad territory. Yeah. No one judge me. Like a Jesus. Jewish child in a concentration camp wishes for the <laughs> World War II to be over. And so Santa Claus has to enact this wish because he has to do, fulfill one wish every year and he has to fight Hitler and, like, save World War II. Are you pitching ever this movie? Maybe. This, this sounds better than Santa versus the Martians. Oh, my God. We're doing this. We're yeah. doing Santa versus Hitler. Okay. Santa versus well, Hitler. Santa, what is it? Santa Claus conquers the Martians? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that's what it's called. <laughs> um, okay, so segueing from Holocaust Christmas movies to our oh, top five. Please, can we talk about Santa with muscles? Santa with the muscles. Hulk oh, the Hulk Hogan one. Oh, 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 where he God. falls down a garbage vent and gets brain damage and thinks that he's, super, <laughs> uh, that he's Santa Claus. Oh, my God. How I have I not seen that? I remember that. seeing the <laughs> cover of this because I worked at a video store and I saw the cover for these movies and I wanted to watch them so bad and I never got around to it. <laughs> you don't need to Are see you it. kidding? It's a All terrible I did movie. when I worked in a video store was take shitty movies home and watch them. <laughs> yeah, it was good the best. movie. Oh, don't, yeah. don't disgust me. Oh. I will pay for my good movies, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so let's move into our top five. Top five Christmas movies, obviously. <laughs> so who do you want to go first? Do we, uh, I'll go first this time. Um, this time. This yeah. time. <laughs> I said, why don't you give it to other people? I gave it to other people. <laughs> so, so my number five is it's a tie. It's between Die Hard and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Cool. I love both those movies so much. They just—I mean, see, Kiss, I love both of those movies. I don't think they're Christmas movies. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is because so, it's literally the, the the themes on it are very Christmas, more so than Die Hard. More so than more Die so Hard, than Die Hard. But, but no, I'd agree. Yeah. I don't think that is a. You know, really it's your list. Film. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is like my favorite fight. Shane Black movie too. It's just great. <laughs> I was just judging from a five. Yeah. Uh, my number four is The Holiday, which is my second last Christmas movie that I watch on Christmas Eve. Um, I love that one. I think it's also one of the best romantic comedies ever made. Uh, I love Nancy Myers. She, her, her exposition that she deals with in Act One is just great. Uh, my number three is Love Actually because that's just great. I love that movie. The ending of that movie is just gold every time. Uh, my number two is The Grinch or How the Grinch Stole Christmas or on How's One. That is, we watch that. So we do the presents and then we watch The Grinch while we're opening, while we're eating our Christmas breakfast. That's every morning, every Christmas morning, we watch The Grinch and I cry. It's great. When he's like, when he's like, you know, the sunrise shot at the end. I just, it's so, and that movie is so camp and great. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. one of Jim Carrey's best performances. The fact that he performs so well through such heavy makeup has never been done before I don't think very rare. well they had to change it for his face because yeah. he had a lot of like uh, chin prosthetics at the start they had to take that off so that he could open his mouth wide because that's half of what he does yeah, yeah. That's, a, th- yeah. that's a big thing like watching not Christmas related at all but the mask and the son of the mask and seeing how Jim Carrey <laughs> handles those prosthetics and how Jamie Kennedy doesn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy doesn't handle much at all. And then my number one pick is It's a Wonderful Life. That movie, I cry. It's great. Frank Capra, Capricorn. It's 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 everything I want it to be and more. Okay, so let's go around anticlockwise. Chanster. Okay, it's me this time. Oh, so um, I don't have these really in any particular order. Because um, you had like, Christmas, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the only thing is like uh, when it comes to Christmas, I usually just watch these movies sporadically. I might watch them one year and watch different ones the other year, but it's, it's always these five. So uh, first one is I'm going to say is Elf. Elf is the, I, yep. I have to say, is like the only one I can think of that is a modern Christmas classic. See, when I first saw it, I hated it. I hate Will Ferrell on principle. Yeah, no, and no, then, I understand that. And then we, my sister was like, she loves that movie and she made me watch it again last year and it's really growing on me. It really is. I think like a lot of Christmas movies, all it takes to like it is the willingness to buy in. As, as soon as yeah. you're in to enjoy this movie, you'll enjoy it. I agree Will Ferrell was a weird casting choice for that character. But I, mean, I like he it. Plays yeah, I man, he plays man-child yeah, I, I, But always. if you were pitching me a movie about an elf, that <laughs> a human that grew up in the North Pole, I wouldn't have picked. Well, I guess Will Ferrell because he's... 
tall? He's tall and mm. silly. Yeah. Ah, but if you're it. pitching as like, yeah, comedy, um, with just a naive kind of like man child. Yeah. Which yeah, is right. all he does. All he yeah. does is man child. See, Elf is such a G rated wide platform, like four quadrant piece. It's yeah. Crazy. Uh, my second one is Scrooged, which is the Bill Murray uh, right. uh, Christmas yeah, yeah. Carol. Great yeah. movie. So good. I, and it's funny because it is one that I always forget is good. I remember I, I watched that late night one night and I think I started it during the, uh, the, the Ghost of Christmas Future scene where he just goes into the elevator and I'm like, what terrifying <laughs> it, Bill Murray it, film is this? Is it a dark, because I still haven't gone around to watching that, is it a darker kind of Christmas movie? It is kind of dark in the sense that a lot of bad stuff happens. Like you've got the hobos who freeze to death in the sewers and stuff. So light family fun for all I mean, ages. Christmas Carol is pretty, gets pretty dark. Yeah. In like the examination God of like us. terrible people. Like it, it, it ends happily, but the path there isn't a mm. it, It's a hard path the journey to get isn't somewhere happy. Mm. Uh, I, I think Scrooge shows that. It's the best modern retelling of it. Um, yeah. Because I think every other retelling of it is you're just telling the same thing. Not Ghosts thing. of Girlfriends Past. I love that movie. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that is my Christmas number one Wait, movie. Wait, the McConaughey movie? To, yes. Oh got nothing God. to do with Christmas. So Don't give bad. a shit. Gonna watch it every time. Um, I was joking. I've seen it once and I did see it in cinemas. I don't remember I it being too. bad. So uh, um, up next <laughs> is... Uh, Oh, man, where is it? I'm just going to say Gremlins because Gremlins is one that I yep. have cool. ever since Chanel and I got together, I can't watch it every Christmas anymore. <laughs> the forbidden fruit. It's, yeah, it is the forbidden fruit. <laughs> it so oh, and it is so good. It's so fun, so dark. I it's, hate that you're taking so many off my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, you have to think of a whole share. new list. Um, I'm not including Die Hard because that is a movie that I watch every Christmas. But uh, like I said, I don't consider that a Christmas genre piece. It was literally an afterthought. Mm. Lethal Weapon did so well that Joel Silver was like, hey, can we shove Christmas in this movie? And Shane Black gave him a thumbs up and sweet. It worked great. Um, but Lethal Weapon, on the other hand, I do consider a Christmas film. The, the, the themes they explore in that are all Christmas, committing suicide, that sort of thing. Great stuff. Um, yeah. That was three, right? Yes. I haven't uh, been counting. Yes. yes. No, no, that was... Oh, because I didn't say Die Hard, right. No, no, I said uh, four. It's been four. Definitely been four. Elf, Scrooged, Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins. You have your own list, Charles. <laughs> I do. I'm just trying to find what it was. <laughs> oh, where the hell... Oh, oh The Ref. The Ref. The Ref with uh, I was going Dennis to watch Le- that. It's on my list. And now Kevin Spacey's a pedo and I really don't know if I can <laughs> sit down and watch it. I forgot that Kevin Spacey was... Okay, now I have to change it. <laughs> That's it's, it. It's all good. That movie doesn't exist anymore. No, no, no It's all good. It's replacement Christopher Plummer. Just CGI Christopher Plummer. Every Kevin Spacey. I think I have to do that because so many of my favorite movies... Have, like uh, Cena Weevil, Lena Weevil with uh, Gene Wilder. Usual suspects. I, th- I think at this point we... You just have to acknowledge that a person is not their work. It's true. That being said, I will not go see a Woody Allen movie I don't at know. the cinemas. No, no. No, and I won't go and see another Kevin Spacey movie at the cinemas. Is he going to have another movie? Yeah, no, <laughs> or not for another five or ten years. Not until Christopher Plummer does. <laughs> but, I, but I think like movies that you have liked in the past, you're still allowed to like with the caveat of like, yes, he's a bad person. Mm. But I liked this movie. And really hard. Yeah. My favourite movie of all time was American Beauty. And it's really hard because American Beauty is about him trying to fuck a child. It just makes it infinitely harder to yeah. separate. Yes. Yes, it does. That is a very problematic choice. No. Uh, I'll say now, every time I see the Weinstein logo, like it's over, the Weinstein's produced fucking oh Sing Street, God. and I watched Sing Street, and I was like, yeah. no, get away. It is on so many movies, yeah, and every time I watch something, and I'm like, like But if he EP'd it, if he EP'd it, executive produced, that means he didn't really have any involvement. If he yeah, we know, we, we know, yeah, but yeah. still, it's just like... So, The Ref, is The Ref good? Yeah, The Ref. Oh, I love The Ref. Uh, that's one that I don't think I've watched for two or three years. I'm going to watch it this year again. Have you seen Mixed Nuts? No. What? Oh, my God. Have no. you seen it? No one no. knows. It's Steve no. Martin, Nora Ephron. It was... Oh, no, yes, I have. It's yeah. a really... I reckon you'd like it. My sister... We watched it last year, and I don't know if I liked it. My sister absolutely loved it, so I'm probably going to give it another go this year. It came out around the same time as The Ref, too, okay. and it's literally Steve Martin, 
written and directed by Nora Ephron. It was her follow-up to Sleepless in Seattle. It bombed box office and critically. But it's kind of it's a weird. It's like a it's it's like a farce. It's like a Christmas farce with Steve Martin in the lead. It, I reckon you'd like it. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll get on that. But before that, let's move on to Josh's top five. Oh, you did five? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm done. I have my five. Yeah, that's I mean, technically, I said six because I said not Die Hard, but I still watch it every Christmas. Not Die Hard. What's that movie? And not Die Hard Two because <laughs> Die Hard Two is really disappointing. Josh, yes. Josh's yes, top five. Good. My top five. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna say this for the caveat that um, even if it's not directly, if we like, because Die Hard's on my list, but it's not because I think oh, it's a, it's a perfect Christmas. Even though I do think it is, it's more the fact that movies I like watching. Around Christmas, because it's just like I can watch anything, like I said before. Um, it's your list, you can do what you want. X Files seasons one through five, that's my favorite <laughs> Christmas movie. No, all the seasons all in the one seasons, day. Um, so, number one, Die Hard. Um, we all know, I believe it's what a beautiful, beautiful movie. We all, we all love it. I have a machine gun now. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, number two is Elf. Um, I've Enjoyed that since I was really young. It was a- Santa! <laughs> oh man, you just said since I was very young. That yeah. depresses me. I didn't realize. 2003. 2003, yeah, I was 12. Then. I, I, didn't, was pretty young. I didn't realize yeah. Zoe Deschanel was in that movie. Yeah, until I watched it for the second time. I'm like, what? Yeah. Zoe Deschanel is why I watch that movie. Because <laughs> you're 12, man. Yeah, I was yeah, 12. I'm like, Zoe Deschanel. It's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Why do you put a blanket over you? Shut up, mom and dad. <laughs> 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 That's my, oh. that's my Christmas wank film, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got to have one. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> Top five Christmas wank films. No, I meant before Christmas, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oogie oh, Woogie. Spirit Every of time. the holidays. <laughs> we bring the family together. <laughs> I like them big. Okay, what's, what's next? Oh, oh God. We picked now, guys. No. Um, and then the third pick is the Santa Claus. Claus being C. L-A-U-S-E, so it's a clause, like a contract, because so it's Tim Allen doing his Tim Allen-ness. So not Santa Claus, like C-L-A-W-S, the terrible 90s movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Santa um, Paws, the dog's movie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, just don't, so don't, many... just don't bring up the, like, the dog tie-in everything <laughs> movies. Like, we just don't need that. Um, yeah, it's just Tim Allen doing his Tim Allen thing. Did you um, like the sequels? They were on TV and I watched them. I saw number three in the cinemas. I love number three because Martin Short just... Yeah, I was going to say, because Martin Short... Chews up yeah. the scenery and everything. Oh I love God, the scene where he gets, like, the lady, she's, like, sings chestnuts roasting on her. It just says, just repeat that one line about Jack Frost nipping it, you know, it's just over and over <laughs> again. He's, like, getting off on it. It's so good. That, that's, uh, that's Martin Short's Christmas wank film. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? Nice. Uh, number four, Home Alone. Uh, love it. Yes. Good old Kevin McAllister fighting Joe Pesci. And John Hughes, oh, John yeah. Hughes, um, Christopher Columbus, or Chris Columbus, if you will. Not the guy that discovered America. But, uh. Really? Yeah, he stuck around yeah. for a couple of years and then made some movies. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I'm not done discovering. I'm, I'm a Spaniard. I, I'm not done. <laughs> going to discover America and then in a hundred couple of years, I'm just going to make, make some family movies. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make Harry Potter. <laughs> he, did, he made one and two. Yeah. Okay, and which also has great Christmas scenes in them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Happy Christmas, Ron. It's Merry Christmas, you little fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh yeah, your no, list. Happy your Christmas, list. Harry. <laughs> your list, Josh. Is that it? No, it's number no, number no. five. Is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Love it. Jim Carrey and Ron Howard directing that movie. Everybody people remember Ron Howard's bit. I love the adult jokes. The very very adult jokes that throw, show up in that movie. Mm. It's just great. Yeah. And then and then Christine Baranski. Yeah. She can yeah. do no wrong. And you're just like. Betty, hi. And then she pulls out like the machine gun with the (laughs) Christmas lights and she's just bouncing up and down in like the real slutty Santa outfit. It's it's cinematic gold. You can keep your Citizen Kane. Is my spirit animal. She's amazing. I love her so much. I remember Sebastian on your other podcast keeps hating on her. She's amazing. He he says she looks like a dog and she does not look like a dog. She doesn't. She's a beautiful older woman and she's a... National treasure. <laughs> Do you watch The Good Wife? Yes. And The Good Fight? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. Zane, your top five. Whew. Okay. Well, you didn't get all of mine. So there. I'm hoping uh, you have Jack Frost on the list. No, it's not. It was in my uh, honorable mentions, but I think we've spoken about it. <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot. Uh, number Andy five was Scrooged. 
yeah. Bill Murray, of cool. course. Um, he should be on every top five list somehow. I don't know. Did you watch a very Murray Christmas? No. It's a Netflix special. I can I get saw it. I saw it. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that was the one from last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, I didn't watch it. it. Uh, All I saw was Miley Cyrus and I was like, nope. Miley Cyrus is in it, man. He I just has a bunch of people guest in his house yeah, and just, he talks. Just, a, it's just like a Christmas special yeah. harking back to like the 50s. Uh, so number four is Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Excellent. Direct for Halloween. Halloween. Produced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, good for Halloween. It's good for Christmas. It's good for both. Uh, number three is Gremlins, of yep. course. Absolutely. Um, and I'm really disappointed that no one... Mentioned either of my top two. Ooh, Ooh this makes Ooh. it exciting. What is it? Number two is uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. No, that's, that's a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie. movie. Thanksgiving movie. That's definitely Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie. I get class, the fuck out of here, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> I class it as a Christmas <gasps> movie. No, no, is that just because we don't I was have to mention it? I was like, no, that's Thanksgiving. I know that for the electric. They, just they are. It. They are going to Thanksgiving. I have recently watched it. I do know that it is a Thanksgiving <laughs> movie. But I class it as a Christmas movie. It's because the themes they follow yeah, or something. Uh, okay. Christmas. Yeah. I will accept. And it says something about Christmas. Damn, yeah. yeah. I love there we playing trains and automobiles. Uh, and number one, definitely a Christmas movie. You can all shut up. <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that you guys. movie. Absolutely. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> the best version of the Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the only one that compares to Scrooge as a modern retelling is the Muppets. Yep. <laughs> and, and not that uh, that terrible Jim Carrey Uncanny Valley one. <laughs> yeah. No, I tried watching that. that. It's just bad. It's like watching an hour and a half no, or two well, hours and a and half the, of comic That and the Polar Express, man. The Tom Hanks, like that's, that's hard that's, to that's watch. Like, the eyes of the gl- you're like, oh, this is a horror movie now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Muppets Christmas Carol was like the first Muppets. No, it's like like very close to the first Muppets thing I ever saw. I think I saw the one where they're on the road trip to like LA yeah. or something. But yeah, no, I love that one. That was a very good choice. Yeah, very good choice. Good choice. Well, I think that I think that wraps up everything for this episode. Well. Uh, if you like this episode, this episode, you can listen to our other episodes. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe. There's a bunch of other podcasts on our network. It's uh, That's Not Canon, which Zane here runs. That's Not Canon Productions. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> uh, and all their podcasts are available on Stitcher. They've got one about musicals. They've got the Dungeons and Dragons one. Zane had a, a sort of list through that. Uh, if you want to talk to us, you can find us on Facebook at The Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. Uh, we're on Twitter at Picture Rangers, and you can email us at, at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. If you have questions, we might do a question and answer one, or you can comment, let us know what your top five Christmas movies are. We'd love to hear yours. If you have a pick that none of us have mentioned, that'll be great. Or if you, like me, love A Mum for Christmas starring Olivia Newton-John, <laughs> you can back me up here because it's one versus three on this. Uh, you can find me at Shane M underscore Anderson on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Chancedar. Find me at that Sundance Kid, all caps. And are you on Twitter, Zane? Yeah, yes, at yes. Zane C. Weber. That's one right. Word? I got it. Yeah. I feel like you'd be the only Zane C. I C. am. Weber. Even on Facebook, I'm the only Zane C. Weber. You and Chance are both really Googleable. That's yeah. right. Which means we can't Don't do, do it, though. bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. Oh. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.